What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. I sit down with Brandon Lumby today as we discuss what happens when you have somebody in your business that has a great skill set, but their standards and their attitude and their character doesn't align with your company's vision. How do we pivot from that? And that's Brandon's situation right now. And I'm excited to share with you because I know we've all been there, including myself, many times where I've sacrificed character, attitude, morale for convenience and skill set. And it's a hard thing to get out of. So it's a great topic, something I think you're going to enjoy. And the business breakthrough starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. All right. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Contractor Secrets podcast. I'm here in a business breakthrough with Brandon Lumby. Uh, this is the second one we've done, so I'm sure we're going to have some feedback on the first one. What's going on, man? Not too much. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. So there's some topics that you wanted to touch base on, man. What's, uh, what's been on your mind? Um, sure. A couple of them. Um, one of them I was trying to, wanted to talk to you about was, um, trying to add a new guy recently. I've got a new guy, um, cool. and kind of just the basic topic of, and I know I've seen you talk about this. The whole struggle with you've got you're gonna you're gonna find a couple different candidates when you're looking for people for a painting business. You're gonna get your seasoned painters, your you know whatever age range, but right. people who actually have experience. Then you're gonna have people with not so much, and you have struggles with both those people. And now I'm kind of trying. I'm in the process of figuring out the guy I have right now has 15 years of experience, so I'm having some of the attitude those kind of problems with him, um, doing things his way, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so this is a new guy, the new guy has 15, 15 years experience. Yep. He's an ex union painter. Okay. Ex union painter. And then, uh, how many, how many team members do you have? Is he your only guy? Uh, right now. Yep. The other guy I had, uh, tore his meniscus. So he's down. Um, sounds yeah. like you're in, you're in the weeds right now. Right. I mean, with figuring all this stuff out and having one guy, that you don't really uh, probably don't really like. <laughs> um, a little bit. We're kind of um, we're kind of getting. I'm kind of getting comfortable with him, and we he's he's good and he's fast. Uh, together, we're we're knocking out a lot of work quickly. So um, we're I, I'd say I'm a little bit past um, a lot of the bumps in the road, but sure, starting to get comfortable with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Personality wise, I don't know if <laughs> you know he's. Yeah. Well, I think you got to be strategic at this point. You know, I'm going to ask you and I may know the answer already. What is your, what is, do you have a goal in terms of like how many people you want? Like, what is your ultimate goal for what you want your business to look like? Cause that determines the advice I can give. And really, uh, you know, most of your hiring is surrounded by that goal. Have you, have you clearly identified that or are you just kind of taking people as they come right now, trying to figure that out? 
I'm trying to build not too quickly right now. This is my second year in business. Okay. Uh, my second year back in business. Um, so I guess what I see in the kind of near future um, would be maybe a crew of at least three guys where I can get off the job site and go do more bids and run the business, you know? Yeah. So that's the hard part is actually getting somebody on your team that can act as Brandon while Brandon's out doing sales marketing and actually growing the business which you're doing now but you're not able to focus on it to the point where it's actually going to you know really benefit it's kind of half and half you're probably doing estimates pretty late and it's just you know it's hard it's a struggle do you trust this individual to be on a job by himself with your interact interacting with your customers and creating a good experience um the beginning I would have said, yes, I trust him on a job site, but then when you the interacting with the customer and creating a good experience, uh, I don't think we're there yet. You don't think you're, well, do you think we're going to get there or just beyond? I mean, he's not going to, I, 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 I'm going to try. I mean, I think he's got a good enough personality and I think he understands. What is your concern when you, when I asked you that and you tell me that he doesn't have that, that gift to be able to interact with customers, what's something, give me an example of a situation that makes you feel that way. So I don't know about so much an example, but um, uh, he's just a little rougher on the edges, but he's good with people. I mean, he's once you, so I, I guess I do have an example. Um, I had him on a job. One of the first jobs, it was the first job I ever had him on. I was working for a guy. Um, I went to high school with his daughter. I know the guy. Um, and when he first met the guy, he's like, I didn't like him. But he's like, once I got started, once I started talking to him, he was all right. So, yeah. Um, so I don't that, know. Was the, that was the perspective of the customer saying that yep. to you? Yep. Yeah. So reality of the situation is I've actually had someone like that at first where I did not think that he would be somebody that was good with customers based off my own judgment. But there's a couple of things and I'm not just going to say, you know, he's no, he's no good. You know, like I'm not that type of person. I'm thinking that the longer you interact with this person, the reality of the situation is no one's going to be like you and you have to be okay with that. You yeah. just got to be, you're not going to find a clone. You have a customer service techniques about you that are not going to be modeled by the workers on your job. If you're lucky at some point, you may find somebody that will. Um, but you've got to compromise in some areas. Cause if he were just like you, he'd have his own business and you wouldn't have the opportunity to work with this guy. There's a couple of things that we have to understand. Number one is that if he does the job the right way, he has integrity as he's doing the job. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. Well, cigarettes, I guess. I mean, you know, we have to compromise in some areas, you know, I mean, this is the painting business, man, you know? So there's some things where you're just going to have to, right. you know, gut out. Um, initially, but what I'm looking for is character and integrity. When I look for painters, man, is people that go back and make it right. Do you see that characteristic in this individual where you know that if something's not right, he's that adamant about making it right? Do you see that characteristic? Um, well, I will give you a quick example about that. I just told him, he came to me and said, I don't use drop cloths. I said, well, I need you to use one on my job sites. I understand you think you don't drip, but we're working with a liquid. And it's also just about the look. People like that. And um, yeah, I told him he needs to use drop cloths. And so I caught him not doing it. And I recently told him again that you have to have 
from, from here on out, you have to have drop cloths underneath you. No exceptions. And I said, I, I didn't say anything in front of the customer, but I have caught a couple of your drips and they almost were caught by the customer, but I got them. Don't worry about it. His response was, next time I'll go back and I'll take care of them. You shouldn't have to do that on your time. So to answer your question, um, yeah. Yeah, I think okay. he does. Yeah. All right. So that kind of changed it because the drop cloth thing, man, you know, reality situation is, is that it, it's Brandon's company, right? If you go in, if, if I hire, if I went to Starbucks and I hired you to come in and you didn't like the way we made coffee, you wanted to make it your way, who, who, you know, it might be convenient for you, but who is the one that gets the poor end of the experience? That's the, that's the customer because they came there for a quote unquote good experience. I'm sure when you sell jobs, you make it a point to say, Hey, we're going to put plastic over furniture and we're going to put drop cloths. Yes, down. I do. Yes. So I do. when they get to the, when, when buddy boy comes over and, and starts <laughs> painting and they don't see a drop cloth, you're a liar. True you know? that man. I never thought of that one. Well, I mean, I've been there. So reality of the situation is you're coming from a position of desperation and that sucks to be in bro because you need this guy more than he needs you and whenever you're in that power struggle unfortunately as a business owner it's never a good outcome because you're going to compromise on your values simply because you know that if you don't have him you got to go to work and it's comfortable right now you know it's, it is. it's better than running by myself yeah i know i know so really what you need to be doing is you need to be planning your, your escape. And I think that this guy, unfortunately, man, from that statement, you told me right there, I know these personalities enough to know that is he painting right now? No, he isn't. He isn't painting right now. Like on one of my job sites. Yeah. No, no. Okay. So he's off today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I took so, this whole week off to look at jobs. Yeah. So, um, and how's he, how was he feeling about that? Not working this week? So he's like the re the way I found him, he was, um, this was like a couple months back. He was actually advertising long story, but a real short synopsis. He, he does his own, he does his own thing. He does right? side stuff. So he had a side thing going on this week. I was like, well, great. I'm going to take right. the week off. Well, great. Now. Here's the deal, man. Reality of the situation is it's, it's, you're not going to grow with this individual at all because he doesn't want to follow your rules because he owns his own business. You're essentially bringing another coffee shop into your coffee shop and saying, make coffee our way when he's been doing it his way for 15 years. He has no reason to listen to you. It's going to slow down his process. You have to understand when employees come to work, they don't want to think too much. So his way of doing it is I have a room to paint. I'm not going to sit here and open up a drop cloth and make it all nice for Brandon. Dude, you're going to be worrying about if he's putting drop cloths down the entire duration of your guys' business interaction. It's just going to happen. You know that. I mean, you can come in there and give him a speech, but he, he's, he pretty much said, if it happens, I'll go back. <laughs> well, no, what he, he, well, what I, I just addressed this with him the other day. Because, yeah, this is something I've been wanting to talk to you about. The whole, um, what your thought was as far as, because he is a really good painter. and But he did say the other day, I said, from here on out, drop cloths. He said, he said, I don't normally use them, but if that's the way you want it done, okay, no problem. So okay. I believe from here on out, we're good. From here on out, we're good. And you know what? That could be the case, man. But here's the thing. Just know that based off of that interaction there, He's not on, he's not, 
in my personal opinion, he doesn't take you seriously as his biz, as the business owner. He's not representing your brand. He doesn't want to help grow your company and develop a system in your company. That may definitely be true. Because he does not value your company. He knows that he can leave you and your little pay compared to what he can make in a week by himself. So why would he value? You're a, you're a filler for when he doesn't have work right now. Am I, am I correct? Um, no, no, he's stopping his, his side stuff. Okay. So he's going to stop his side stuff to go work with you. This is, this is what the discussion has been. Yeah. So if I'm in your position right now, here's the thing, man. And again, I'm just shooting, maybe I'm shooting blanks, but I think I really want you to understand that again, going back to who's, who were the balance of authority is, you know, you're just at the mercy of this person. You are compromising. You're kind of debating whether or not this guy's a good person. You're debating on whether or not he's going to follow your instructions and your rules. And you're debating on whether or not, you know, your customers are going to get a good experience. That's, that's something that is compromising. And I don't compromise at my stage in my business. There is no compromise. You don't show up on time. You're gone. You don't do things the way I want them done. You're gone. You don't tape caulk lines. You're gone. Why? Because the business is strong enough to where one individual does not influence the values of the business. Because number one, I have good people in place that uphold my values when I'm not there and I hold them accountable for my values. So if I bring someone new in, there's no way they can do things their way. I'll know about it in a second. Yeah. I mean, Here's the struggle though. And you know, it. it's, um, I know you know it cause you've been here. Um, I got to grow a little bit. And if it, if it means me kind of trying to mold him a little bit and get him to do my thing and we, you know, I can just get him as far along as I, as I need to. And I replace him as soon as I can. And as long, I, cause I'm not, if he's going to be keep doing the shit he's been doing, the stuff he's been doing, sorry. Um, that, that's not going to fly because yeah, there are certain, yeah, there's certain yeah, standards yeah. that I can't, you know, if he's ruining yeah. the whole, you got a the great whole reputation. I know, you do, I know you do great work. You got a great rep reputation. Don't let, don't let, don't compromise on that. And I think if you, you know, look, if you feel as though he, he heard you, but I know that that's not the only thing, Brandon, we both know that like you're going to have to do that with everything, every single yeah. thing, yeah. you know, you know what? I, I bet he doesn't use tape. I bet he doesn't, you know, you know, he has that old school mentality when it comes to painting jobs. It's just that they're all the same, man. I've well, I, I, I haven't yet said this to him, but I, I want to just sit down and be like, listen, man, there's a reason you're coming to work for me. And it's not because you're finding a lot of success in what you're doing. You know, well, um, I don't think that approach is healthy. I think that that's coming at his, his you know, coming at him in a way that is not productive. If you truly believe, I, I agree, you know, I think the approach and it all comes down to communication, say, you know, look, I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. Let me say that. Let's try to go in the route of you want to make this guy work because he's a good painter. You think he has the ability to grow with you. I would frame it like this. I'd say, listen, man. Okay. I know you have your way of doing things, but my customers expect my way of doing things. Okay. And if we're not in sync, then I'm being made out to be a liar. So when I tell you that you need to put drops down, it's not because I'm telling you that you don't know what you're doing and you're not careful. I'm not coming at your character, man, or your skill set. I'm saying that this is what's expected of us so we can sell jobs and separate ourselves from the competition is these little details matter, yeah, you yeah. know, and when that's it comes exactly. down to, 
yeah. you know, when it comes down to it, my goal, now this is where you share your goals and your vision with someone that you want to give an opportunity to reality. Of the situation is I'll call him Joe. You're the only guy I have here. And I plan on making two more hires within the next two weeks. Okay. So here's the reality right now. You're in a position to be a quote unquote manager, and you're going to have yeah. two people under you. Can I trust you to be a manager? Do you want to do this? Because we need to do it my way, right? So now you're yeah. giving somebody an opportunity to have stature in a company, okay? As a manager, your job is to fulfill your promise. If you don't hire people in two weeks, you're going to be made to be a fool, okay? So then from there, that's how you build your team. It's not going to take, you could hire two people within two weeks with a strategy that we can discuss and you can frame it to this guy say, hey, I'm making you a manager now. You need to do things my way. And here's the thing, Brandon, at the end of the day, do you have something written out that says this is how we want it done? Um, no, definitely not. not so point. write it out. Say for interiors, we want drop costs on floors. You know, you got to come up with a recipe. You haven't handed him a recipe. Yeah. Yet, so how does he know what yeah. to cook? You can't yeah. just say, hey, man, we got to put drops on. No, no, no. Hey. Real quick, I write it on a Google Doc, dude. Don't even be formal right now. Say, this is our structure for interior painting. We want move furniture. We have to cover furniture. We want to put sliders under furniture on wood floors. We want to make sure, like, these are our rules, okay? And have them sign it at the bottom, okay? Any deviation from these rules, you know, then we're going to have, have an issue. Yeah, and I think a good approach would almost be like, I don't think, you know, it, it's, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I am in a rough spot with this guy and you kind of pinpointed it real quick there. Um, but, uh, and it's not, a, I don't like being in this spot and I'm not, I'm trying to, um, you know, it, it's never a good spot when you know someone has leverage over you. Um, never, but, not in, never in business, man. It's no. so, so I'm trying to get out of it really quickly. Get out of it now by hiring now. And, yeah. and hiring and looking for somebody to replace this guy. Yeah. I can tell right now that, and what I told you that advice is transparent with anyone. So I wasn't just giving you advice for this guy. Do that same thing with anyone else that you feel can be a manager. You outline the expectations. Yeah. Paper helps, you know, showing them what we yeah. want done, how we want it done. Yeah. I'm um, going to do that today. You know, I think that you need to also realize that a manager doesn't need to be the best painter. I really truly believe that you can find somebody with a little yeah, more care and a little more integrity about listening to you and wanting to grow Brandon's business. Yeah. And he can manage that other guy and he'll tell you real quick if he's not going to work. Yeah. You know? So, cause, cause you know, when the cat's away, mice play, man, if you got somebody that's, that's yeah. your eyes there, you know, Hey man, I'm not putting a drop in this one. Brandon won't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, if you're worried about that, man, this guy's got to go. So I think what you should do is you should get off this call with me. And I think you should put out ads on Indeed, Craigslist. I think you should spend no less than $500 on hiring. Yeah. It's worth it. 500 bucks. You should say 500 bucks. I'm spending it on hiring. You should go on ZipRecruiter. You should go on Indeed and Craigslist. Those three, even Facebook. You You've had luck with those? it's think of it this way. It's like a shotgun, dude. You, you, you shoot it out and you don't know where people are looking at whatever time, all these places have ads and all sorts of, it, you know, I've, I've, it's so random. I can't pinpoint one. I've had luck with Craigslist. I've had luck with ZipRecruiter. I've had luck with, uh, um, indeed, 
yeah you know, I've had luck with all these it's just one one season it's facebook one season it's uh you know it's it's craigslist so it's weird but that's just how it works but you got to be everywhere um and you just gotta you gotta you gotta create a better opportunity you know my question to you is if i'm working at a painting company right now why would i move to your company yeah that's what a have you created though. what have you created in your company for me to actually like want to go to work for you and most people think that money is just the the big thing you know um for me and i'll just be honest with you early on i didn't know that i would be busy with jobs i probably ha had a week and a half worth of jobs but guess what i looked them in the eye and said you'll never have to worry about if we have work or not and what did that do? It forced me to be creative and it forced me to be resourceful and it forced me to get jobs for people. <laughs> yeah. Two jobs lined up and I'm making hiring and I'm hiring. Some people say, no, I can't hire. I don't know if I'm going to have work. Well, guess what? When you know someone's counting on you to feed their family and they just left the job, guess what you're going to be doing? You're going to be selling your butt off. Yeah. I got a lot of people behind me that are like, oh, it's too early to hire, too early to hire. Like, no. No, okay. now's the time. You should yeah. make two hires by next Friday and you should get them started immediately. And I, th I think as you can, this guy, he's just going to drag you down, man. And he's going to make it hard for the new person coming in to, you don't want them learning his bad habits. No, I don't. No. You should find somebody that just knows how to cut at the very least, just knows how to cut. If they can't spray, that's fine. You can come in and do the spraying. You're looking for personality, man. You're making sure they answer the phone when they say they are, when they have an, a phone interview. Do a phone interview, do an in-person interview, do a background check, create a structure. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I have all this, I have all this stuff in a course. Do you have my hiring course? Um, I don't know if I have, I don't know. If That's all right. I'll give it to you, man. After yeah. this, I'll give it to you. It's a four lesson course. If you take it, it'll take you an hour and you can knock it out and then it'll tell you everything you need to do to get someone in your business. It's, it's a very simple course, but it'll help. Yeah. All right. I'll check that out for sure. Yeah. So what else, man? Anything else outlying that, uh, that you want to discuss? Um, I don't know. Um, that was kind of the main thing. Uh, the other thing I'm, I'm, I think we kind of talked about this last time there's, so I obviously, like I said, I took this week off to, uh, look at a bunch of jobs, got a bunch of estimates lined up, just took the week off. Um, and then, of course, when I have this many jobs, when I look at this many jobs, I put in this many bids. Um, I'm, I'm looking at my win rate. I, I come from a place where I used to get almost every job, of course, you know, whatever. In the beginning, I think everyone's probably like that. But so now I'm, ha I'm definitely happy with the jobs I get, the money I make. But on a week like this, it can get discouraging when you get, you know what I mean? When you're getting half or less of them. So I'm, I kind of find myself today. How many jobs I, do you have lined up right now in the pipeline? Six. Huh? Six. Six. And, six. and one of them's a pretty large job. Okay. And you're doing So what you, so your big concern is that you're not closing enough. No, it's um, going back to the whole price. I'd say, you know, and cause I just, so I'm, I live in a, a an odd area where the town I live in is a lower income town. And there's a town um, 20 minutes away, the town I grew up in a richer area where I'm, that's where I'd like to get most of my work and do most of my work. But, you know, you walk into some people's houses and um, 
you, you can kind of, uh, especially after some time doing some time of doing this, I could probably tell you like, I could be like, yeah, Tanner, this is one where like, I, I guarantee they're not going to want to pay X. You know what I mean? Or don't, don't, don't create a budget for people before you, that's the worst oh, thing. I know, I know, I know. Right. You I know, know. Cause you don't know. There's people that I know that's very yeah. true. That's very and, true. And you don't know how you don't know each person values house painting differently. Some people see house painting as something that they can do themselves. So yeah, when they feel that way, they won't pay as much as somebody that has already been through trying to paint their house and realizes it's worth paying more. I, I find that a lot myself. Okay. Like I almost like the, when someone's done it. Of course, know. but you know, but the majority of people haven't been through the pain of either doing it themselves or having somebody who didn't do it the right way. Yeah. Okay. So you need to first identify how they view house painting. And really by doing so, you can ask, have you ever had your house painted before by a professional painting company? Ask that question and you'll be surprised. If they say no, say perfect. Okay. Let me explain to you how this process works. And where I'm going with this, Brandon, is the fact that what we're doing when we do that is we're building value. And by building value, it's intangible. It's your words, but you're essentially explaining the level of detail that comes with it. Let me, let me paint you a quick picture. No pun intended. I come to your house. You want me to paint your cabinets. Okay. You've been looking up DIY stuff all week and you're thinking, ah, let me just see what it'd be. But I have, this, I have this blogger who told me that I can apply chalk paint to my oak cabinets and they'll come out looking like brand new, but let me just see what it'd be. So I come over to your house. Do you paint cabinets by the way? Yep. Okay. I come over to your house. I introduce myself. The first thing I have in my hand is a cabinet door that looks like it was just finished by a factory. And I say, Hey, how's it going? Just so you know, I, I, after we talked on the phone, I, you know, I, I could tell that you were a little bit interested in the dur durability of the door. Let me just hand this to you. Feel that scratch it. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah, yeah. And, and immediately they're like, Holy smokes. Right. That's what I want my door to feel like. So I say, would you like me to explain our process? Okay. Well, real quick, before I do so, have you ever hired a painting company before to do anything of the sort? No, you haven't. Okay. So remember this person initially thought Brandon, they could do it themselves. They almost made that crucial mistake. So I said, first, let me explain to you what our preparation is when we do cabinet doors. First thing we're going to do is we're going to come here and we're going to create a bubble in your house to ensure that no overspray gets anywhere. That bubble is used by these things called zip walls. They stretch all the way up to the ceiling and we can put a plastic barrier around everything. And then we put a filtration system that goes outside. We'll run it through your garage to make sure that no paint fumes go throughout your house for the next week. We want to yeah. make sure that all that stuff goes outside. That's step one before we even pull out a sanding machine or get any paint on these cabinets. So the next thing we do is we sand these cabinets with X amount of grit, you know, for at least four hours, we're in here sanding down the cabinets. We're putting plastic and paper inside all of the cubbies to make sure that no overspray gets inside or anywhere of the sort. Okay. Then what we're going to do is put paper all over your floors to make sure no overspray gets on your floors. Then we're going to put plastic on your ceiling to make sure none of the overspray of the cabinets get on your ceiling. Doesn't that sound pretty thorough, Mr. Homeowner? Sounds good to me. Okay, so what you just did right there is you 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 help them see yeah. what 
they're not going to do. Yeah. And why it's worth paying you more. And you could do this with any job type because the reality situation is number one, they're not professional painters. So at the end of the day, you know, it's going to be painful. And it's not that we want to explain that it's going to be painful and saying, oh, you're going to have a tough time doing this if you try to do it yourself. Like, no, that's just a jerk. What you need to be doing is explaining and educating. Hey, I don't need to tell you it's going to be tough. Look at our process. That's how you get that door. (laughs) Okay. So that's how you do it. And and some people will be like, still, they, they just won't bite on it because you shocked them. Okay. But most people will say, you know what, dude, you're right, man. You know what, honey, I think we should pay this guy what he wants to do it. If that's the product and and what you're showing me is the end result. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been trying to do that a little bit more after the last time we talked, as far as just explaining things to people better. And um, I've never thought sales were um, the sale part or any of that has been uh, an issue. But uh, always room to improve, obviously. Um, but yeah, yesterday I was kind of talking to um, a couple people and I was looking at a, a deck, a big deck, and they were talking about, oh, they were thinking about doing it themselves. And I was like, well, you guys, like, do you guys, um, would you guys plan on pressure washing it? How would you do that? And the pressure, or she asked me uh, also, would you paint it? I said, oh, you don't put paint on a deck. And then I just started explaining, you know, what I would do is I would do uh, thorough cleaning. I'd first put a deck cleaner on it hit it with a scrub brush, go over all the areas well, then follow up with a pressure washer. Um, after that, we'd let it, uh, leave it for a couple of days to dry, come back with a moisture reader, which is something you oh. know, right there. I would hire you just after you said that. Yeah, she, it's not, I mean, I think that one was pretty, uh, as long as my number is decent, I got to uh, submit that one today. But yeah, and then I, you know, we go over everything. I'll spray your lattice, um, possibly spray the spindles if I decide you know, everything's right condition wise. And um, yeah, we'll put whatever I said, you know, if it's semi-solid or semi-transparent stain. So I definitely, yeah, it's, um, I'm trying to do that more. Definitely is. It's, it's a, I think it's a little thing that you don't always think that you just kind of assume, you know, people. Well, we do this every day. It's kind of like you drive. I used to work at a car dealership. I drove brand new cars every day, dude like brand new cars to where after about four months, I didn't even care that I was in a brand new car. Right. But I remember when I first started that job, how cool it was to actually sit in a brand new car, turning on the music, feeling the environment, smelling the smell, bro, of a brand new car. And the biggest mistake that I could have made was not emphasize the excitement of sitting in a brand new car when someone was taking a test drive say hey turn on the music a little bit listen to how good this sound system is when was the last time you sat in a brand new car oh wow doesn't it smell good there's nothing like that brand new car (laughs) smell right yeah okay that's how you do it man and the reality is we paint houses every day so if we make the mistake of assuming that these people know what that feeling is or know what that experience is like you're missing out but you did it well when you explain that deck do that with everything. Boil it down like that. Even if you could tell people are getting a little aggravated, they don't want to hear it, make them hear it. Because reality of the situation is you're educating. You're not selling. This is an education seminar. You invited me over for an estimate, you're going to get educated. So yeah. we can make a better buying decision. At the very least, you're going to hold my competition accountable for our standard. 
at the end of the day. Yeah. I want you to regret not hiring me. I really do. Unfortunately, I want you to say, damn it. I wish I would have hired them. <laughs> yeah. That's the goal. That's yeah. the goal for me. And it's not in a bad way. I'm not being egotistical. I want to give you that much information to where when the other guy is working on your house, Tanner said he was going to do that. Hey, hey, excuse me. Are you going to? Oh, yeah. no, no we, we don't do it that way. Honey, I told you we should. I told you we should have hired Tanner. <laughs> yeah. Call him for the exterior. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's how I see it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all very good points as always, my man. Yeah. So start with look this week, take 500 bucks, put it in zip recruiter, put it in indeed, put it in Craigslist. Craigslist 20 bucks. Do three ads in Craigslist. Do one every two days. Craigslist is 20 bucks. Yeah. 20 bucks to post now. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, indeed I'd put 150. do, I think you could do 20 bucks a day for the next two weeks. Um, that'd be about 200 bucks. And then, uh, and then zip recruiter is free for the first week. So you don't have to do anything. Um, I'll send you a link to my course. You take it if you, if you want to take it and then, uh, yeah, I'll definitely, get, man. I, I will get you, definitely get you some applicants, man. You need some applicants and you need to make a hiring decision, man. You need to look for character, dude. And you need to look for integrity. And I can this guy. You're gonna waste your time, 100. If yeah. you're, I'll be honest yeah. with you, Brandon. You come on my, you come, you want. I'm, I'm giving you some solid advice here, and I want you to take it to heart. Do what I say, bro. Because when you want to join me again, we can get to another level of growth. But we're still at that first level of like figuring out this team. The team is the most important thing in your business. If you're compromising now with this guy your business is, is compromised because anyone that comes in is by nature going to follow suit. If he's getting away with things, guess what? Other people are going to think that they can get away with things too. And you're going to have to restart with more than one person. Right now you have an easy out. Can this guy, dude, he has his own business. You don't have to worry about if he's not going to be able to provide for his family, just say, Hey man, unfortunately things aren't working out. You know, we got to part ways right now and reset and find a solid employee that wants to go to work for you and your company and you're providing them a better opportunity. Pay them $5 more than you would pay anyone else just because they're that good of a person that you can teach how to be a manager. Because worst case, you can go in and fill when it comes time to do detail work. So you're looking for people that you can plug into a system. Yeah, it's a lot to think about. A lot to think about. And I know it sucks right now, dude, because I, I know it sucks. You got jobs lined up and it's overwhelming. Use that as motivation to hire two people by the end of next Friday. Two, yeah. not one. Don't hire one, hire two. When do you, uh, when would you say the, um, the right time to start hiring people for a painting business is what is what every, every day. I think you should have ads out. If you're a motivated company, you should, there should be ads out every day. But and how soon, you know what I mean? How soon in terms of like how many years and how long in business, how many jobs lined up, that kind of thing. Um, if, if I were starting a business fresh, brand new, no jobs lined up, you know what I would do? I would hire day one and I would postpone the hire. So I'd have leverage. I'd say, okay, I'm going to hire you. I'm going to start you next week because you have to get a background check. And then I would go spend money on ads, get a job. And that person, I would align the job with when the person starts, kick it off, let him do the job, go hire somebody else, put him with the other person. You don't need, you could do it without a job. You, you can hire without jobs. You play it right. You got to sell though. 
Are you uh are you on job sites a lot? Never. You don't really have a painting background, do you? Uh, when when I was a kid, I used to paint with my dad. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not. Yeah. uh, yeah, See, that's that's where I'd like to be eventually. I mean, I still I'm the type where I do want to be on the job sites. And I I mean, I I don't I don't mind going to the jobs. I just you know I I do a couple other things, and uh, I realized that once I gave my my once I gave my employees the ability to make decisions without me, it's just so easy, man. Cause yeah. you know, they, people don't want to be, they don't want to be overshadowed, dude. They don't want me to come on their job and say, Hey, do this. Hey, do that. They don't want that. Like no one wants to feel that pressure from the boss. I give them responsibility and I say, Hey, make sure it gets done. Right. You know, people respect that, man. They, they, the right people do, you know, and I have, yeah. but I take care of them man. they get paid very well. Um, they never hear anything from me really. And, uh, they're happy. They love where they work. I provide them good help. So I have three managers. I have a supervisor and I have two project managers. And then my job is to make sure they have a good team underneath them, you know, and my job is always higher. I just hired someone last week, you know, and he's a great fit. You know, my project manager is super happy. It takes the load off of them when they yeah. have a good, good help. So that's what I focus on is hiring, marketing and, and sales, you know, full time. Yeah. Yeah, you can't uh, be on the job. So how many how many guys do you have? Yeah, I know. I I I definitely I have, realize that I need to yeah. get off the jobs more. Um, how I many guys do you have total? Nine. <clears throat> nine. Mm-hmm. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, it's a good size, man. I don't want to go any bigger. I like nine. Yeah, that's um probably. Actually, I just saw a crew of nine recently, and that was, that looked like a lot to um. Well, it's two crews of four, and then you know the supervisor he does estimates okay yeah you got someone doing estimates too huh yeah they don't sell them uh what he does is he gets me all the information and then i send the price from the office okay yeah so he can do a lot of things during the day he does he's not sitting there for an hour trying to sell a job he's there for 20 30 minutes ask the right questions that i need then i follow up with more value on the phone and then i send the quote so you came up with this whole structure? Yeah. yeah. Smart. Yeah, it just worked. It will work because I tried to do a commission salesperson. Um, and there's just not enough revenue for a 10% commission salesperson for a company that's under a million. And, and you know, it's just like giving away a hundred grand when he wasn't even selling them. I, I was following, I was doing what I would do now. I'm following up. I have automations doing a lot of the work. I remember the first week I would you know, I would close a job at seven o'clock at night on the phone with a customer. And I'm thinking, man, I just made this guy $700. And all he did was show up to the house because it was a seven grand job, 10%. Yeah. And I'd be like, Hey man, you just made 700 bucks. And he's like watching the bachelor on TV, you know, yeah. I'm like this isn't working. There's no way I can do this. So I just came up with this system. Chris does, I got him a car. So he drives to the estimates. He asks all the questions. He takes the pictures then he goes and helps the jobs. If they're lagging behind a little bit, he can go on the job and help and talk with customers and do all the things that, you know, do touch-ups. He does touch-ups all week if he needs to, if things come up. So we still have a lot of different things that he could do throughout the day at an hourly rate um, without the commission of, of, you know, but he's not doing any actual sales. He's just, you know, estimating. It's a good, it's yeah. a great system. It works perfectly. How, many, how long did it take you to build this? build this. Uh, I've been, this is my fifth year in business, but I've been doing this specific system for the last year. I was out in the field. I used to do all the estimates. I'd be driving about 5,000 miles a month 
Um, I would try to sell all the jobs on the spot um, and then project manage. And then I gave Chris a promotion. He's phenomenal. The kid has never been late one day in the four years that he's worked, three years he's worked for me. I mean, nice. the guy's just, he, he gave himself the promotion. I mean, you just, I could just trust him, you know, and that's the type of people that you want, man. You know, the guy, the guy takes pride in what he does, you know, and uh, I'm blessed to have him, man. I have a great, great team. Yeah. But you got to cultivate those guys. You got to make sure that there's opportunity there. Like that's your job as a business owner is you got to make sure that there's room for growth. Okay. You got to create the room for growth by creating team roles. Like Chris is a supervisor. Then we have project managers. Then we have a crew leader. Then we have apprentice and then a painter. Like, you know, so we have these roles. So when somebody does well, Hey man, you're now a crew leader, you know, Hey man, you know, you want to be a project manager. Um, so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like, um, I mean, you can do that with one crew. Don't all I did was duplicate what I did. Like you could do that one crew. Like don't think just because you have two guys, you can't title them as a project manager and a crew leader. Yeah. And I planned it. You know what I mean? This is, um, I've been toying with the idea of hiring an estimator. I've been toying with, you know, and I've kind of, I, I know that eventually I've thought, I've thought of, you know, it's kind of almost, I don't want to say stroking someone's ego, but being like, listen, man, you can be, We'll put you as the foreman on the jobs and um oh, that's it is yeah and it's making them feel important and um i'm i'm trying to be what i want to do differently with my people uh, when they're when i have them so is, let me ask you this do you have do you have at least five grand saved oh yeah do you have about five grand at least oh yeah yeah okay so you can afford paying really well what's the hot what are you paying this guy that you just you told me about um a little over 30. $30 an hour. Yes, sir. Wow. Um, they said that was not, that was not the initial agreement. What was he the started, initial agreement? He started at 20. And, uh, and he, wor he worked you up to 10 more dollars an hour. Yes, he did. Is he on the books? Not right now. Okay. So when you put him on the books, he'd be about $35 an hour. Yeah, that would all have to be. I mean, the dude is fast. He puts his head down. He doesn't even lift his head up to take a breath. Yeah. He just okay, but he's working solo. There's nothing wrong with. I'm not saying that. I'm just thinking team. And when yeah, I that's that's I. But this is what I was kind of wanted to talk to you about though. Like, so he's he's. I mean, the dude puts out work. Every time I've had him work for me, I've put at least fifteen hundred dollars a day in my pocket from just these smaller jobs. You know what I mean? So he, he puts out work and he does and, and he, and it's quality too. I mean, there's been some things, but I think those are easily fixable. So yeah, it's, it's been a struggle for me to like, is this dude, can I, it's been the, a question. Let me ask you this. Here's my next question. Okay. Yeah. All right. The money is right now his greatest benefit. You're only thinking about the money that he's making you. And the work that he's producing, you're not thinking company culture and freedom. You're not yet. No, not so much. Producing. Yeah. Okay. You're going to battle that struggle unless you let go of the money. You let go of the, what he can do for you because it's convenient. And you start thinking about company culture and structure. If he doesn't align with company culture and structure, it's a slower process, but the money is, is consistent and it's long-term growth. Right now, he's like a quick fix, dude, based off yeah, of my it, conversation with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not it, saying you get rid of him right away, 
you might have to keep him for a little bit to sustain what you're building on the side. I wouldn't consider him part of your business. I think you should. That's where I'm at. Yeah, that's, he's a subcontractor. Yeah. Think, think of your this guy that's as a pretty much. That's he's pretty much what I have. Okay, you, have a subcontractor. Figured out, you figured this out pretty quickly, my friend. So I would th- start thinking company and culture starting today. You have no employees. Company and culture. You need to sign up with Gusto. You need to have a payroll system in your company because, again, better opportunity. Brandon, you're not going to get me to work for you, bro, because if you have no payroll company that's providing me direct deposit – as somebody who at least wants to pay for a car or maybe get a loan for an apartment or elevate my, my life working for Brandon, getting paid cash or a written check every week is the same thing that I'm getting now at my current job. And I at least know that I have security and safety there. Yeah. Well, and I obviously like, I plan to put people on and I, I have someone who does payroll, but um, obviously just for me right now, I'm an S corp. Okay. Me too. uh, yeah. Um, I think you should look into Gusto. It's an awesome platform. I've heard of it. Everything. Yeah, yeah they'll set up it. everything for you. And uh, and uh, it's really easy. You just put in the hours that they worked and they get direct deposit. But what I love about it is when I hire somebody, I plug them into Gusto and it sends them like these forms and it sends them a welcome package. And it really makes them think that they're working for a really strong company. I truly believe that if you make it difficult for somebody to enter into your company by giving them uh, you know, a structured hiring process, and then you provide them with a professional onboarding experience, they're going to value the job way more than they would if you said, hey, man, I saw your resume. Um, you know, I have a job starting Monday. You want to come in? And then that's it. Yeah. Okay. Because that's the standard, unfortunately. And if, you, if, you, if you're doing that, they don't value it as much as if they came to premium painting. And I said, okay, first thing we need to do is we need to do a phone interview. And we do a structured five to 10 minute phone interview. Then I say, okay, great. Let's do an in-person interview. And then we sit down and do an in-person interview. And I say, okay, well, we need to get your background check taken care of. You're going to get an email later today. And then you're going to also be getting an onboarding package from Gusto. Then you're going to get a, a, a link to sign up with our clock in clock out app and all that. Now you're going to do a one week working interview after the one week working interview, I'm going to call you and we're going to identify if you're a good fit for us, you know, and it's like this structured process that you take someone in, but you know what, once they make it through, it's like a sense of achievement. It's like, welcome to the family, you know, don't lose out on this opportunity. Welcome That's to the I'm- family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I, uh, I like how you think like that. And I, I'm totally, I, I mean, that, I little, think stuff, like an employee, that little stuff, I think it's, I, yeah, I try to, too. Um, that's why I'm trying to be good to this. Every guy I've had so far come through, not been many, but I've been trying to be really good to him and try and be that different boss who like, dude, you're going to be paid on time. Like you will be taken care of. The pay will always be there. I'm not going to be breathing down your neck. Like I'm not going to be that asshole boss. I, so you I, deserve I, to have what I have if that's who you are, because we have similar traits when it comes to managing and, and taking care of people. My thing is this, if you gave me a, uh, uh, let's say the last month. Okay. hundred percent is what our metric is. How much of that percentage did you spend on hiring and acquiring quality help? Zero. Zero. If you're not at least spending 25% of your time doing that in the early stages of your company, then you're just going to continue to be in this cycle. So that's why I'm saying, like, if I'm giving you one piece of action, if you get anything from this talk today, it's after this call, 
you need to be on ZipRecruiter, Indeed, and Craigslist putting out ads ASAP and spending at least $500 to acquire one employee. Would you agree that 500, if, 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 I, if you said, if I said, Hey, Brandon, send me 500 bucks and I'll send you a perfect employee. Would you agree that that's uh, a good trade-off? Where do I send it? Where do I send it? I'm sure people would pay much more. So, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. so yeah. when it comes to those, those outlets, all it is is exposure. So it's kind of like, you know, putting, what's the name of your company, by the way, I'm, I forget. Best choice painting, best choice. Best choice. It's kind of like getting painting. best choice painting all over the place. Yeah. And getting them, getting somebody who, let's say real quick, and, and I'm going to cut us off here in a second, but last thing, let's say I'm a disgruntled employee. I, I love my job. I love what I do. I love the customers I serve. The boss comes to my job and starts ripping me because I set my soda on the stove because I was busy helping the customer take her dog out because she asked me to and I was walking in from lunch. And he says, I'm so tired of you setting your drink on the stove. You know, you're, you, you always, you don't listen. You know, this is ridiculous. You know, I'm docking you 10 bucks just for, for that. The customer is going to be busy. And you're like, I was just helping her. No, no excuse. Right. That disgruntled employee, you know what he's going to do? He's going to go on Google and he's going to look up who's hiring. And if yeah. you know where to be found, okay, that's why it's important to be doing it all month. If you're nowhere to be found, you miss out on that moment. That's why it's important to be present at all times, even when you're not quote unquote hiring, because you never know when the best applicants who are currently working for someone are going to be wanting to look for a better opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely hear you. Because if uh, you're just waiting for like random events to happen for you to get a good applicant, you're not going to get them. Yeah. I, I'm definitely hearing that. So. All right, my yeah, friend, I think that'll, some, I think, I'll, I'll throw some lines out there. Throw some lines out there, man. And I'll send you a link to the, to the hiring course. And I think it'll help you. Appreciate it. That'd be awesome. All right, my man, let me, uh, right. let's close out, bro. I appreciate your time and, uh, you know, we'll catch up on the next one. Yeah. Thanks brother. Drip jobs. CRM is finally here. That's right. So drip jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. that's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com sign up for a free demo and get your team involved and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time. It's going to make you money and you're going to love the features that are built into drip jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out drip jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you and I'll catch you on the next episode.